if I feel sad or if I, you know, plan on doing this crazy, amazing morning routine and I am actually not doing it, I would be gentle on myself. And this is what I do every day. I'm like, okay, this is fine. You know, this is fine. I think we live in a world where we try to be the best version of ourselves. Uh, we try to always reach some better states and by willing to always be better and better, we forget to be able to live in the present and to sit with ourselves now and tell ourselves like you are fine right now. And even if uh, it means being sad and being at your 50%, this is fine. This is how you feel right now and you don't need to change. Welcome everyone to Life with Lisa podcast. Our mission at Life with Lisa is to share people's stories and the challenges that they have overcome so that those who are listening in can get the strength, the courage, and the hope to be their better selves. And today we have a very special guest. I would describe her with the word healing. She is a life coach, a yoga teacher, and she has managed to build a community of almost half a million people by being truly herself and uh, showing the way to self-love and self-improvement in a very gentle and a very healing way. Jade, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is such a great intro. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, what is she going to say? Because it is actually the first time we meet and we speak. And this is so nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> Of course. And everything that I said, it's true. And you built a huge community and I love your content because as I mentioned, I think the word that associate associates so strongly is healing and you feel this kind of sense of peace and calm when you look at your content. So I wanted to ask you, where did your journey, self-improvement journey, self-development journey start and how did you embark on it and what pushed you towards self-healing? Yeah, <laughs> that's a great question. A huge one. I think I receive it a lot on social media. Um, my own healing journey starts, I don't even remember, like maybe five, even more, seven years ago. I'm currently 24. I'm turning 25 this year. And I started my, my healing journey when I was like maybe 19. Before that, I think I was not realizing something was wrong, <laughs> you know, uh, and yeah, I think I was just going very bad. And the thing is, I started in this journey because I think I didn't have the choice anymore. You know, it's like I was having trouble um, finding peace with myself, finding peace with my like love romantic relationship, also with my friends. Um, and the thing is, I started to be healed, like physically healed. Um, I tend to be super connected to my body like nowadays and I am so sensitive, um, emotionally, physically, everything. And I think back then, uh, I was absolutely not listening to my needs. Um, whatever was wrong in my life, in my health, mental, physical health, and my body just starts screaming. And I was starting to be healed first from my throat, you know, that's, we could talk about that if you want, but I was not speaking about anything and I started to be healed from the throat and from other things. And I was like, okay, so there's something wrong and I need to, you know, to understand what's going on. So when I was 19, I just started to tune in and to ask myself, like, how do you feel? Like what's going on? Um, it's like you open 
a box that you've been closing for years and there is all this stuff coming out and you're like, okay, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Sorry about this word, but it was how I felt. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm answering the question. I'm a huge chatterbox, so feel free to redirect me during the conversation. <laughs> the, 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 that's, that's absolutely beautiful. And I was thinking it's fascinating how our bodies can take on so much, but at the same time, when it has been enough, they will also let us know. And yeah. if we don't see the early signs, we'll see the big problems afterwards. And I'm a huge believer in that mind-body connection and that everything is also represented in our body. So uh, it, it's, it was quite interesting when you mentioned that you, the first issues that you started having war with your throat and it was because you were not speaking up or not actually talking about the issue. Can you maybe share a bit more there? I think it could be quite interesting and also your thoughts on the mind-body connection. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I, I was having troubles with my, how I was dealing with my emotions and my relationships and things I've been going through in my life. Um, whether it was, I think I was the kind of girl and child who always wanted to be good. You know, I was the, you're always going great child, you know, like Jade is always going great. Jade is always going fine. She's always having great grades at school. Uh, I was having friends. I was, you know, everything were, was fine. And it was the image I wanted to give the word. And whenever I was experiencing a hard time with someone, whether it was my boyfriend or my, the relationship between my parents, they're still together today, but it has not always been easy for me to understand them. Um, I was not saying a word. I was just keeping everything for myself uh, because, you know, I didn't want it to bother. I didn't want it to yeah just to be mean so i was like you know this is not necessary to share and i started to have white anginas you know i couldn't eat i couldn't drink um i li like my body was literally screaming and i knew at the time that if he, he was uh acting like that it was because something was wrong but i was not able to see what was going wrong. So I just started to listen. I was like, okay, like I literally, I was sitting with myself and I was like, okay, what's wrong? Like, what is it? You know? And honestly, for months, I wasn't understanding. And the thing is that, so I had my first angina, I took antibiotics back then. And I had this for like nine months in a row. Like it was never ending and I was exhausted. Um, it's a thing I haven't talked much about actually, even with my friends and things, but you know, I was going to the hospital because I couldn't drink. I couldn't eat. Um, it was the mess. <laughs> I was so tired and I was like, okay, what's going on? And my mom, she's in psychology and, um, uh, over, you know, overall well-being since forever. She's such an amazing human. And she was advising me to speak to, uh, a psychotherapist and I didn't want it to at first, which is crazy to do because this is probably the thing I would recommend so much. But back then I was like, why do you want me to speak with a stranger? This makes no sense. You know, um, I was not understanding why I needed it because I was like, I'm going fine. I just don't understand why my body is not going fine, but I truly believed I was fine. This is 
the the tricky thing so i started to talk i just started to open up to just express how i was feeling about things i was experiencing and you know that's the time where i literally accepted to open the box and i found so many things and i realized that i was absolutely not talking about the deep shit <laughs> if i can say that about the the true stuff about you know, it's really the moment where I took the mask off and I was like, okay, so this is not fine for me. I've been through this and it is hard. Uh, whether it was during my romantic first relationship that was super toxic for me. Um, I mean, for him too back then, but we were in a toxic uh, codependence, codependency. I don't know if you can say that relationship and also how I was experiencing uh, my relationship with my father and everything. Um, and I just started to speak about that and I healed my throat first, like from a day to another, I never had any white angina anymore. And that was huge. Sorry for that. That was, that was huge because I was like, okay, so I speak now I speak and this is probably the thing I do the most and I'm not being healed from the throat. And also I think being gentle with myself has been the things that helped me the most instead of thinking my body was against me um i started to see it like he's trying to speak to you you know he's trying to show you something is wrong so listen to it and open your eyes because there is something wrong and if you keep um you know if you keep turning off the sign uh it's going to be worse and worse so yeah Thank you so much for sharing it and being so open about your journey and all the challenges that you encountered. I think it's absolutely incredible how once you started opening up your throat healed, I yeah. think that just proves once more this huge mind body connection. And I really like that part when you mentioned that you started, you decided at one point that you just literally need to listen to your body more and you said some, and you would just sit down and try to listen, but then you would not hear anything. So what were some of the actual steps that one can take? Because imagine someone who is listening right now, they're going through some kind of, uh, maybe they're not feeling physically well, or, you know, they just want to feel more connected to themselves in general. And they would say like, okay, I'm ready to take some action, but what kind of action should I do? Should I journal? Should I meditate? Should I do some kind of movement? What, what action can I actually do uh, right yeah. now? Yeah. I think you would love if I tell you the things I've been doing to, to uh, throughout this whole healing journey. Honestly, my mom um, tells me like, you're crazy, but in the good way, because I would be willing to do anything that could work for me to be able to heal and reconnect to my body and, you know, really heal from some hard things I've been experiencing, um, even if my, in my, you know, um, young age. Uh, but I think... The thing that helped me a lot at the beginning was just to welcome any emotions that were here, whether it was anger, sadness, frustration, um, whatever. And even if I was not understanding why I was experiencing this, I would just welcome it. You know, I was like, okay, I'm being super mad and super sad right now. I don't know why, but I just need to cry. So I'm just going to cry. And that's what I was doing. And I would dance honestly a lot. Like I would be in my room, even sometimes it was like 3 a.m. and I was just overwhelming. And it, it was just feeling like I had an 
you know, too much, too much of an emotion, too much of feelings, too much of things I was keeping for myself. And I just needed to let this out. So I would, um, art has actually helped me a lot. I would draw a lot. I would sing, I would dance. Um, I would honestly scream, you know, like put music and just scream the louder I could, um, because it was really a way for me to, to let it out. Then some other things that had helped me so much were of course, writing. This is something I recommend a lot, not, not necessarily journal every day, you know, because I know this can be hard to have this, uh, super disciplined routine, but whenever I was thinking about a situation or someone or whatever I wanted to talk about or tell things I've never been able to tell, I would write them. I've written thousands of letters to people I've never sent to. <laughs> I would burn them or keep them if it was really important, you know, burning them was actually my way of saying, you know, that's it. Um, this is out and I don't need it anymore. I would really write letters to people, to my parents, to my friends, to my boyfriends, exes, boyfriends, and, you know, just, uh, writing about how I was deeply feelings and things I would have liked to say at that time, but I was, I hadn't been able to say, um, this is huge. This can be super emotional. And this is something I also recommend, you know, not being scared of emotions. Um, I, I do cry often because this is something that helps me so much feeling better, you know? Uh, so sometimes I even, uh, so, you know, lately I had some things that were coming back from a, a little bit more than a year ago. Um, and I realized I still had some open wounds about it. So what I did is I literally put it some music that were, that was connecting me to this moment. You know, we all had this thing. <laughs> also music can be so useful to create anchor and course, you know? Uh, so I put this music on, I took my pencil and my paper and I literally started to breathe and started to connect to this very sad emotions I had at the time because I needed to experience them again to be able to let them out. This can be super weird somehow, but it can be super useful. You know, when we tend to put emotions aside, uh, being able to connect back to them a few years or months later and be like, okay, and now I'm going to leave these emotions because I need to leave these emotions if I want to be able to move on. So that's what I did, you know, and I was just feeling super sad and I realized a lot of things about this situation and I've written about it and I felt so much better after. So this is such a great thing to do. Being yeah, able to, I, yeah, to welcome any emotions that is here. <laughs> yeah. I also think it's quite interesting how you mentioned so many of the things that you did and all of them like dancing, crying, screaming, <laughs> everything felt like you were just trying to reconnect with your body because yeah. through dance, through all of this art expression, we just truly reconnect to our body because I feel like we suffer a lot when we become disconnected. Our body is experiencing a certain emotion and we just try to block it out or to ignore it. Mm. And actually it makes so much sense what you also mentioned that sometimes you just go back 
to a certain moment and you try to relieve that emotion because I feel like that's the only way to not let that emotion have power over you and yeah. for you to have power over it. Because if you actually can go back to a certain situation and sit in that feeling, whatever mm -hmm. feeling it is, sadness, anger, and just let it be, I feel like that situation and that emotion stops holding so much power over you because you're not pressing it down. And then now you start having power over it because you yeah. went there by yourself, you relived it, and now you can fully let it go. So I think it was so beautiful how you were mentioned that that's something that you were doing and that's something that helped you actually heal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, this, this is absolutely that. Sometimes it can be so hard um, to leave emotions to, and we tend to, you know, reject them. But I think the way to process something is to embrace it, actually. This is something we've been hearing a lot, but it's truly working. When you're able to embrace something, even if it's super hard, and to understand that if it happens, I deeply have this mindset of if it happens, it was for a reason. Even if I still don't understand why, it was certainly for something. And now I feel ready to embrace it, you know, because sometimes on the moment, like we're not, we're like, no, this is, this is no way. So we're like pushing away everything. And sometimes a year after two years or maybe even more, we're like, okay, now I feel like this is the time because it's probably blocking me from moving on, from healing, from growing. And I feel ready to embrace this again. And yeah, if we don't want to hold on to, 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 too many things, I think it's important to be able to to embrace and then let go, you know. How can you actually recognize if there is something that's let, uh, uh, when there is something that's actually blocking you? Because there could be some things that happened way in the past, right? Like some events or some things that you didn't work through. And yeah. it could be years now, years from that event. How can you recognize that that is that event or something that's actually holding you back and that you need to let it go or work through it. Are there certain questions that you ask yourself to actually help yourself identify those? Or how do you know that there is something that you need to work through? Well, I think if we are being honest with ourselves, we know, <laughs> like we always know. Um, our egos, our ego, the one who's protecting us is like, no, everything is fine. You know, girl, you're fine. Just don't think about that. And in some situation, you're gonna feel a certain way, or you're gonna think about something and you're like, mm, this is weird. Like, why is this popping up right now? Um, and I think I am, um, I am nowadays being super honest with myself. Like I am kind of being hard on myself, but in the good way. So sometimes I'm like, girl, stop lying. You know, there's something wrong, you know? And sometimes I don't know where it's from. And if I don't know where it's from, I'm like, do I really need to know? You know, sometimes it's better not to, I think. Um, because sometimes also our brain and subconscious mind are protecting us from things. So if there's stuff that are out of our, um, conscious mind is might be for a reason. So I'm like, do I want to know, or do I just want to process something? But of course, sometimes we need to understand. And I think I would first I, I ask myself, what is it that I feel? 
and when is it happening like is it all the time that i feel like that uh, or not is it only uh, only in some situations and then i think we we all overthink sometimes about something i think i think i am very like that i tend to put my focus on something and when i have this thing oh my god <laughs> it can be crazy i can think about it like for days for years you know and sometimes it's just eating you from the inside and it's taking you so much energy and i can also recognize it actually with this when i feel like my whole energy is not here it's like i have 80% of myself or 90 and even 95% of me and i feel like there is a 5% there is somewhere somewhere else you know it can be in the past it can be with someone else i don't know but i feel like there is this tiny part of me that is not here and then i try to understand where <laughs> where it is i do a lot of meditation yes actually and a lot of self-hypnosis also i think it's super useful um of course it's very hard to understand things when we have a super uh, strong um, mind you know with a lot of things inside um it's much more easy to understand when it's calmer inside of our head you know uh, so i think when i'm being super super in trouble i sit again with myself i close my eyes i breathe and i just welcome what's here you know i would also ask you know the universe i'm like okay show me show me what it is and the first thing that comes to my mind usually there is this first thing i'm like okay this is it it can be you know just a, a memory a person a situation whatever uh that pops up and you're like okay this is it um I'm also a lot, into, a lot into spirituality, actually. So I would also ask my card or my, um, this, <laughs> I don't know how you call it, you know, this, uh, uh like, um, amulet, I don't know. Yeah. If it's a, yeah. Yeah. That turns say yes or no. <laughs> I would ask question, um, to guide me and yeah, but I think we have the answers within we all do. Yeah. It's just, do we want to hear them or not? And yeah. are we ready to hear them or not? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I thought it's, um, I, I'm quite familiar with meditation and I meditate a lot myself and I find it very calming and peaceful. And I do find that sometimes all the answers are there for us and only we need to enter a certain state of mind, which is more calm and relaxed yeah. to actually be able to see that answer and for that answer to be shown to us. And when we're just stressed or very erratic, you know, we're just running from one thing to another, it's very hard to actually get those answers. So really enjoy also sitting down in peace and quiet and doing that. I have not heard of self-hypnosis uh, before. I've heard of hypnosis, obviously, but not of self-hypnosis. So I would be curious to learn a bit more about it. So huh. how, how do you do it? Well, self-hypnosis is literally um, like you put yourself into a state of hypnosis, you know, like someone would do it on you, but you just do it alone. Um, there's plenty of, of um, audio on YouTube actually that are super great. You just type like self-hypnosis for, I don't know, falling asleep or stuff like that, you know? And, um, there's this woman called, um, Iris, Iris Daly. 
I think. I don't know if you know her. I found her on uh, TikTok a few years ago. She has more than 1 million followers, I think. And she has created these two uh, self-hypnosis that has been super useful for me at the beginning. But now what I do is I just, you know, kind of put myself in a state of meditation. And I, um, I would visualize this stairs, you know, like a, a stairs. I would breathe. Uh, going down the stairs and then I would visualize a door and the door would be my subconscious mind. Then I would go through the door. <laughs> this is what's happening in my head when I do it. And I arrive in this beautiful theater um, or cinema, you know, something, whatever that comes to your mind. And I have this huge white screen and I decide what I want to see on this screen. You know, it can be like, a past situation that I want to remake, you know, and live differently to be able to process the emotions differently or a past situation that I want to be able to relieve now to live again or something that I want to create, you know, that isn't um, part of my reality yet. Uh, and then I just see the scene with the most, um, the more details I can. So I can be able to see myself doing these things or uh, if it was, for example, for healing, I would be able to see myself feeling good in my skin, feeling great. Uh, the way I would spoke to myself, the way I would walk, I would um, talk to other people and all this stuff. And I just try to tune into the emotions I would feel. This is kind of also how we do to manifest, you know. Mm. Um, I would really, really, really try to make the emotion comes up and be able to be like, okay, how do you feel right now? And feel this, like, where is it in your body? Is it in your uh, stomach? Is it in your heart? Whatever, you know, just be able to welcome the emotions I want to feel and yeah, just leave them. Yeah. <laughs> that, that easy. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, just imagine how you would have felt and just feel that emotion and just as as easy as that. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to also ask you, what were some of your rituals or daily habits that you've managed to implement to actually uh, help you on your journey? You've already mentioned meditation, and yeah. you mentioned lots of arts like dance and stuff like that. Also, you you started doing a lot of yoga from I saw from your social media content. So what are some of the rituals that actually help you on a daily basis that you've managed to implement? Yeah. Um, first I would say, I, I don't know if it's really a ritual, but being uh, kind and gentle to myself. So every day, whenever I have some triggers or if I feel sad or if I, you know, plan on doing this crazy, amazing morning routine and I am actually not doing it, I would be gentle on myself. And this is what I do every day. I'm like, okay, this is fine. You know, this is fine. I think we live in a world where we try to be the best version of ourselves. Uh, we try to always reach some better states and by willing to always be better and better, we forget to be able to live in the present and to sit with ourselves now and tell ourselves like you are fine right now. And even if uh, it means being sad and being at your 50%, this is fine. This is how you feel right now and you don't need to change. And I think this is the thing that has helped me so much is being able to every day tell myself like, you're fine. Like being my own best friend, you know, um, for so long, I think I have been super, super hard on myself. I would literally 
I was my worst enemy. Um, I was being mean. I was keeping uh, negative self-talk, uh, crazy things. Honestly, this breaks my heart when I think about how I could talk about myself. And I really tried at the beginning to implement very easy, small things. And there is this uh, sentence I would tell myself every morning waking up. Um, it was, um, I am Jade and I love myself. Easy, <laughs> super easy. And uh, when I first did it, I didn't love myself at all. I was not believing in it at all, but I was like, okay, you know, just fake it until you make it. Uh, it's maybe going to end by working. I was hearing about this affirmation things for so long. And I was like, I cannot know if it works until I try. So I did it and for, and I'm still doing it actually for four years. I've been repeating every day, looking at myself in the mirror. I am Jade and I love myself. I am Jade and I love myself. Um, this is the, the one and only affirmation I keep. Sometimes, of course, I add some others if I need to, but this is at least the one I keep. And I feel it has been so, so, so helpful because, um, Affirmations can feel like a trend now because of all we see on social media, but it's, it's very easy to understand. Like if every day we look at ourselves in the mirror and we tell ourselves like you're ugly as fuck, sorry, but, uh, that would, that would be things I would tell myself like, you're gross. You're ugly. I don't like lace. I don't like that. You should lose weight. You should eat like that. Well, our mind, our brain is just going to believe it, you know? Like there's any, no, no other way. This is that simple. So I was like, okay, so if this works like that, maybe if I do the opposite, it's going to work too. So if I start saying myself, like, you're beautiful, you're perfect the way you are. Uh, like, I do love you. Uh, really, like, even if you're not perfect, that's fine. No one is. And honestly, we shouldn't be perfect because it's boring, I think. Um, and no one is perfect. You know, this notion of perfection, what is it? Where, where does it come from? So I would tell myself, like, you are enough, like, really enough. But I would believe it, even if I was not believing it at the beginning. That's the hard part. When you don't believe it, but you want to be able to believe it in the future. So you're like, okay, I'm going to play the game. I'm going to do it, really. And that was super, super helpful, honestly. Um, in a few weeks, I started to see changes of how I was feeling and the crazy things was what people were telling me about myself. They were like, oh, did you change something lately? Because you were like, you feel different. And I was like, no, I didn't do anything. And I think it's just, it was just how I was, you know, vibing that was changing and I was hearing it. So I was like, okay, there's something that is going on. Um, and also I think on the small habits was, would be to be able to recognize what you need and detach yourself from what other people can think. Like for example, um, for myself, if I want to feel good in my body, I needed to stop uh, alcohol, uh, junk food, smoking. And as a 24 European French girl where everyone drinks wine, <laughs> you know it. Um, when I told my friends like, no, I'm not drinking anymore. Yeah. I do want to eat healthy because I want it. You know, I'm not forcing myself. I feel better when I do that. Uh, I don't want to be smoking uh, cigarettes anymore. So I literally stopped all these things. I would, um, I'm going to sleep like around 10 PM every day. And for some people, it might seem like super boring, but I feel so good, you know? <laughs> and when I started to do this, I had to face 
everyone's opinion about the way I wanted to live my life. And now I'm just like, okay, this, this is fine because the thing to understand is that people face their own insecurity when you tell them how you want to live your life. So when they react like, oh my God, this must be boring. Oh my God, you don't know how to have fun or stuff like that. Then you're like, okay, this is what this person would be experiencing if they were doing this. So they are talking about themselves. They're not talking about me. Like if I do feel good this way, then I'm going to do it. And I really try to be able to listen to my needs and not care about what, what other people think, even though it can be super hard. Um, I would just say, yeah, I understand, but I do feel good that way. So, you know, <laughs> this is, this is not my business. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask, did you lose any friends as a process of, the, yeah. of that? Because I, I feel like that's a big one when you start to change and then the people around you just don't understand or I don't yeah. understand that. And you can no longer connect with the people who are just doing something so different from who you are that either you need to change back or they need to come with you or you cannot be friends anymore. Yeah. 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 This is, this is, I wouldn't say this is the hard part, but this is the scary part. Um, and you're so right. Honestly, yes, we can lose friends. We can lose people during the process. But the thing to understand is that if it happens at the moment, it happens, you're good with it because this is the best for you and you are able to recognize it. But I have lost, honestly, so many friends, um, not because they were not accepting my lifestyle, but more because I realized they were toxic to me and I was not putting any boundaries. Um, especially with girlfriends, actually, I think that's the, the tricky part when we are young, when we're at high school or something like that, you know, and you just have some friends and a few years after you realize that this relationship is not taking you up, you know, it's not lifting you up. Um, just because of how you feel with that person, you know, it's, it's that easy. It doesn't have to be much, but uh, I was realizing I was not feeling great. Some, some toxic situations, they were not, you know, like, for example, I'm not, of course, gonna, gonna say names or whatever, but I had this friend that was saying she was my friend, but this person was at the same time talking into my back and lying to me. And for years I was like, yeah, this is fine. This is friendship, you know? And at, at a moment I was like, no, like my boundaries are being crossed a lot here. And I don't want that anymore. I don't want that in my life anymore. And I think at one point you start to realize what is it that you want and how you want to feel and what you want to surround yourself with. And you start to observe that there are so many people that are, that are not supposed to be here. And these people can be super great for some others. Of course, I'm not saying they are bad people at all. They were just not good to me. Um, and at some point I had to say like, I'm sorry, but this cannot work anymore. Um, this is, this is not working. You know, this is being toxic for me and I'm choosing myself. And I think also, um, I've lost, I've had many different, uh, romantic relationship actually. Um, you know, I, I love love. <laughs> so I had many different relationships between like one year, two years. So it was still something. And I think it, the, the hard part also was people telling me like, you don't know how to be alone or if you're always uh, with someone, it's because uh, you're not good with yourself. And I was at first 
uh, believing in these people. And I was like, okay, so it's because I'm not uh, comfortable with myself. And then I realized that was so wrong. It's just that honestly, being in relationships has also helped me so much to grow um, because I've learned so much in positive ones as uh, more toxic ones, I would say. Um, but the hard part is also when I had this relationship um, two years ago where I had to broke up with someone I loved because I was choosing myself. And he was such an amazing human. He was really, really great. But I was not uh, available, you know? It's like I needed to put myself first and being able to share something, uh, to create something with someone might be hard when you are still figuring out what are your boundaries, how is it that you want to feel? And I think um, it's beautiful and super hard at the same time when you need to let go of someone you love uh, because you love yourself more. And I think that's that's where I come to the point of, um, I think it's so important to be selfish, something that people tend uh, to be like, yeah, but I, if I think, if I put myself first, I feel like I'm being selfish. But yes, you are. And that's great. Honestly, be selfish, put yourself first. And if it means you need to um, cut off with friendships that are not serving you anymore, then just do it. If you need to let go of lovers, even if they were amazing human, because you need to focus on yourself, then you do it. And it can be super hard. But at the same time, you will never regret a decision like that because in the end, you are choosing yourself and even if I had to take super hard decision concerning um, my relationship around me, whether it was loved or just friendships, I cannot say I regret anything because it's it's also what makes me me right now. And I am just so proud of, of the point where I came, you know, and all the things I've come through and how I worked hard on myself to... Uh, to create this environment where I feel 100% good with myself. And, you know, sometimes you just have to, yeah, to be able to put some more strong boundaries and, you know, it means letting go of people. <laughs> yeah. And if you could go back to your younger self and give a few words regarding romantic life and romantic life uh, relationship advice, what would you say? To my younger self concerning my, the romantic life. Oh, <laughs> um, I would tell her that, mm, I would tell her many things. First, I think I would tell her that she cannot expect to be loved unconditionally if she's not able to love herself. This is like abuse, maybe, or maybe not, but like you cannot expect someone to be able to love you if you don't love yourself, because first you're not going to be able to recognize <laughs> if this person loves you because you don't even love yourself. Also, because you're going to hurt this person because when you don't love yourself, I was not able to receive love either. And I think that's what happened with this person two years ago that I broke up with, even though he was amazing. It's because I was not, I was really into the process of loving myself. I was in it and I realized that I was not able to receive. This is so hard to understand sometimes, but when you don't love yourself 100%, sometimes it is super hard to receive love from someone else that is truly giving it to you. 
um, then I would tell her that it's okay um, if someone doesn't love her. <laughs> like you cannot be perfect for everyone. And also put yourself first, of course. Like even if you are in a relationship, you should always be able to put your boundaries, to express yourself, to express your needs and to be with someone that respects you 100%. But the thing, the funny thing that I observed that throughout my own healing journey and how I was feeling more and more um, good and comfortable with myself, I was having more and more healthy relationships. <laughs> you know, I started with like, um, Toxic, I would say, yes, toxic relationships, like not crazy things, but it was not a great dynamic between us. And with years, I was having more and more uh, positive uh, guy. I was having more respectful person towards me. But this was also how I was being with myself. Um, and when I, I am with this person right now, he's uh, such an amazing human, so respectful, and he's so good with himself. And when I attracted him and I, I've learned to know him and I saw that he was just this healthy person. He's so good with himself. He's not this jealous, possessive person at all. Um, he just let me live my life. You know, we, we have this really great and healthy relationship. And when I attracted him, I was like, okay, I am going well, <laughs> because if this is what I am attracting to me right now, this means I'm going well. And I think also it's what's beautiful. It's like the mirror, you know, it's the game. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, the final thing it would be like, it's okay to be sad. Um, you're gonna go throughout some hard things and it's okay because in the end it's always teaching you so much. And if you have the strength to forgive, um, to, yeah, to forgive the person that hurts you and to be able to learn from it and understand why maybe it happens or even without knowing why, just being able to forgive and move on. Um, yeah, that's life, you know, things happen and that's okay. And if we're able to love ourselves deeply, then people will love you the way you want. That's so beautiful. And I think it's so beautiful what you mentioned about love, because I do believe that if you love your, no one can love you more than you love yourself yeah. in terms of if this is how much you love yourself, no one can exceed and love you more just because you will not accept that kind of love. Exactly. And once you start loving yourself more, then you also realize that it's okay for other people not to love you because you'll always have yourself and you love yourself and you know that you're worthy and you deserve the best things in the world. Yeah. And I love how it's all in interrelate, uh, correlated and even correlates back to that phrase that you were saying, I am Jade and I love myself and I love you yeah. and just creating this beautiful relationship with yourself and loving yourself and then attracting the right kind of love because you healed the relationship with yourself and it just mm -hmm. mirrored into your, your life. So I thought, I find it so beautiful. Oh, and, you. <laughs> and, and, and before I ask my last question, where can people connect with you, reach out to you, follow you? So people can find me at, at wellness by Jade, wellness by Jade, whatever, uh, on TikTok and on Instagram, both same name, easy. Um, I really, really, really try to answer to any comments or DMs I receive. I'm super, super connected to my community. So feel free to text me 
to ask questions. I love speaking with people. This is, I think, the best way to grow. It's by learning from each other. And yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. And my last question would be, so let's imagine you're 80 years old. You're looking back on your life and you think, I wish I've done that. So now we go back to this very present moment. And there is already something that you know you must do. You have this feeling in you, you know that you must do, but you have not done it yet. What would that something be for you? Wow. That's a huge question. Um, a small question to end the, the conversation, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be um, the, the, the thing I really want to do um, is to be able to say, I am proud of myself. I am proud of who I've been and what I did. And I think one of my mission on here, of course, is to guide, I would not say help, but to guide people to live a more fulfilling life and to guide myself to a more fulfilling life. And of course, I wish to create this beautiful family. As I told you, I love love. And I think that's something I've always been scared, uh, you know, this engagement and creating things. But at the same time, I think we have one life, literally one. Um, I mean, maybe more, but <laughs> we remember only this one. Uh, so I really want to be able to say, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of all the things I've done in my work. I have so many crazy projects I want to do so many dreams, um, at both on the personal and professional, uh, states. And yeah, it's being proud of who I've been and what I did on this earth. And I just want to be able to, you know, at the end of their life, I want people to say like, Jade, she was a great person and she has helped us a lot and you know that's it <laughs> oh thank you so much jade thank you for coming onto the show and thank you for being so open and vulnerable in sharing your journey your challenges how you've handled them and i think it will be helpful to so many of people who are listening in now to this episode so thank you once again for coming thank you thank you so much for having me honestly it was such a great talk i'm so Glad we did this today. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to the future. I really think we're going to stay connected. So, you know, we'll see what the, the, the life has for us in stock. Oh, beautiful.